Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I guess we would call this flat Stanley. Is that what the Stanley Cup is now that the Tampa Bay Lightning got their hands on it? We can't have nice things, Rick. <laughs> Wait, see, this applies. I'm sorry. You all enjoyed the boat parade, those of you who braved uh, the weather and all that. But listen, you can't damage the greatest trophy in sport. You know, it's not the way it's supposed to go. I mean, everybody was talking about they got divers, you know, ready to jump in the water if somebody pulls a Tom Brady and, and tries to toss the damn thing. Well, they didn't do that. They apparently banged it up pretty good, though. Do you see? The, do you see the picture? We had one in the Tampa Bay Times. We actually wrote a separate story about this. It's amazing to me. Um, and I can appreciate it's going to be sent back to Montreal. It's kind of like I, I suppose it's not a big fix, um, but yeah, they they dented it, unspecified damages. But you look at it, one side is flat of the top bowl there, and as uh, we go to Montreal, and it's not supposed to impact uh, the beginning of their uh, cup tour that they have planned this weekend. So I guess they're going to do it pretty quickly. Yeah, it's supposed to be back like this week. They'll send it to Montreal. Yeah. Quick, uh, you know, tune up, and on the way back it'll be. They're switching out that top bowl. I got news for you. They're just going to switch <laughs> it out. This is no repair. This is a switch out. Um, and they said that uh, somehow at the end, the, the picture that you saw where it was damaged is being held by Pat Maroon. Now, I'm not going to say Pat's the culprit here, um, but it's flat on one side, man. Somebody's, somebody smashed that thing. Um, it had gone through a lot though. It had, it had been passed from watercraft to watercraft. It started, uh, it took a ride on the sea dew with Alex Kalorn and Kucherov. And then, you know, how many people drank from that thing? I mean, it was fans and everybody else. So listen, as boat parades go, it, the day started out pretty nice. It was a, it was a beautiful morning. Um, tons of people, I suppose on the river, you were there. I was, I, with I your took kids. my boys down to see the boat parade. Yeah. So they had a blast. And a lot of boats, a lot of boats, and I, I thought they were going to kind of cut down on that, but there was, it was a flotilla out there. I mean, there were just you know people with their own personal watercraft. So um, I, I think the boys are still drinking. I think it's safe to say they're still, still partying. I hope they are. I mean, yeah, they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. And and like I said, nobody does it like hockey players, right? So they, they're bringing it home. But I will say this. The love for this hockey team, and everybody loves a winner. I get that. Um, but, you know, back-to-back, the boat parade, uniquely Tampa. Uh, it was a Monday. Not everybody's off work, obviously. The kids are out of school, but it was, you know, it's a 90-degree day. Uh, weather threatening later in the afternoon. And you know what? The town showed out, man. They showed up and they showed out. Somebody said that they thought it was a bigger crowd than what even the Bucks had, which was sort of at the end of the pandemic. Not the end. We're still in it. but. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't have vaccines uh, out yet, or they later. were just starting. Um, we're just starting, or yeah, people are coming out and separating. Yeah, and you do stuff outside, but you couldn't do it inside. That sort of thing, but pretty packed, right? From what you could see. Oh, it was packed where we were at, um, and you know, yeah. the, you know, not just the sides, but the water was packed. Um, at times, right. it was a little hard to tell, like 
you know, which boats were part of the, the official entourage and which ones weren't. Right, right, because everybody on the boats, if they were their own rudder, they had the lightning flag, so it looked like all of it was part of the parade, um, when in fact it wasn't. Um, but, you know, it, listen, uh, it, the stars, again, were the, the ones you would expect. I mean, they, I think they had a boat uh, with the uniquely Russian players, with Sergachev and Kucherov and um, Vasilevsky, who uh, put the MVP trophy over his head. <laughs> did you see that? I did. <laughs> he was a trophy head. <laughs> That thing's hollow in the middle, apparently. Yeah, you don't um, re- you don't realize that. I mean, you know, you never see the yeah, inside. Yeah, right. Uh, which was kind of funny. So those guys were having a good time. Cooch Cooch did not disappoint. Unreal, He's, unreal, uh, unreal, man, unreal. unreal. <laughs> He's gone from number one BS to unreal. Uh, his interviews were great. He dumped. Uh, he got one local anchor with a bunch of beer mm-hmm. dumped over his head at the end of the interview. Yeah, I think it was is, Channel 8. That was the interview that he kept. It was I, like in one yeah. minute it said unreal. Oh, like it's unreal. Times. It's unreal. You know, it's been the unreal. The fans were unreal. The team's unreal. The That's right. What do you think of the parade? The parade's unreal. unreal. Yeah. So that was fun. And then, um, you know, d- d- I guess, you know, what? You know, listen, leave it to the, all the fans to show up for the lightning, and then the real lightning shows up. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – you, what effects, right? What effects that this organization went to? Um, to uh, they spared to, no expense, <laughs> nothing. They got real clouds with real bolts of lightning coming out of them. And so I'm watching from home, and in the meantime, I start to hear rumbling. I'm in North Tampa, and I and I start the uh, Greater Lutz area, and I and I start to hear the rumbling outside. And I look I look uh, to the south, and I go, whoa, oh. Like there's some big storms coming, and you know they flip on the radar, and you can see it all the way below St. Pete, you know, coming all the way up north here, and uh, and sure enough, now uh, they canceled the part that was scheduled to be at uh, at the park, but the fans didn't all leave. You know, it's one thing to say, "Hey, folks, it's over." It's another thing when players are still getting off the boat and <laughs> celebrating with the fans. So um, there were still a number of them out there. And it made for some for some interesting. Uh, well, they didn't uh, cancel it right away. Oh, okay. So, so, I mean, it, so it started. On, well, uh, they were a little bit late, but well, it started, and then they. Then well, they called it was it. a little bit late, and then the players were there. Except then, that's when the downpour started. So a right. lot of fans they were, took oh, cover, they were getting, but but you know, they fans stayed. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fans stayed. Then they the players started coming out with the trophy and kind of acknowledging the crowd, but it was still raining. Uh, but there were more storms popping up, so eventually they said, "Okay, we've got to call this because there's more." All right, storms so it's coming. so it started just in the rain, and then and they, then they never yeah. actually started that ceremony. Okay, uh, because but the actually, players were there. Yeah, the players were there. Uh, yeah. Actually, a lot of the chairs on the stage got blown over, and uh, the okay. stands for where they were going to put the Stanley Cup got blown over when that first storm came through. It was already um, damaged. They were, it they wouldn't were, have mattered. Well, I mean, the cup wasn't on it at that point, but yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't think the cup was damaged at that point yet, but. Uh. I wonder who got it. I don't know. Well, the picture is Maroon holding it, but that doesn't. He's mean holding he did it. it. I don't want to blame him, but yeah, I don't he was know. holding it. Yeah, I don't know if he did it or not. So, so the lightning come, and it, there was like some great, um, some stuff I saw on Twitter of uh, like Yanni Gord doing a personal water slide on the grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's he's carrying a lightning flag. Try that. Hold a lightning flag, a big one, and then dive head first, holding the flag on the grass. Um, I also saw – who did I see? Did I see Cooch holding a Lombardi trophy too? Was that out there? That wasn't today. That was oh, okay. that was a picture from the day before. 
Oh, okay. He was, I on, he was on a boat with both trophies at some point. Ah, I, don't, okay. I don't know exactly when, but so it wasn't today. Yeah, I okay. saw it yesterday. So, yeah. Well, they must have gotten that from the Bucks or somebody. Yeah, or one of the Bucks players were with them on a boat and celebrating. Yeah. Well, you know that the the, uh, the dirty little cigar. Like, there's one Stanley Cup, correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, and and I think that's why there's one guy that's responsible for it. He goes yes. flies oh, all yes. around all that yes. stuff. And what they do with the Stanley Cup is they have the rings with the the names of the teams, right, that win. Mm-hmm. And then as the years go on, they replace those rings with the most recent team, correct? Right. And they move it down. Yeah, like Phil Esposito is like seven or eight years away from being no longer on the Off cup. the cup. Yeah, yeah and now then they the, put that the ring into the, the Hockey, hockey Hall yeah. of Fame. Correct, yeah. in Toronto, yes. Right. So so it's a it's a living trophy in a sense that, you know, as as more teams – get on there they they replace the rings but there's one trophy my point is mm-hmm. and so that's why you have you know the guy that falls around the cup so that's got to go back for repairs now well yeah now it's got to be repaired and so but with lombardi because somebody's asked me this like well how who could how is that the lombardi trophy and my guess is it probably is but it may not be because with the lombardi trophy um they make replicas like there's the one they hand to you you know at the end of the Super Bowl, and and that goes to the owner, and usually the owner puts it in the facility, right? Uh, that's where the Super Bowl Thirty Seven trophy is. I assume that's where Super Bowl Fifty Five trophy will be uh, at the facility. However, um, it's not the Stanley Cup. Uh, it doesn't weigh with. It's not the monstrosity that Stanley Cup is. And although it's sterling silver and, and it's expensive, they will make replicas of those trophies for. Um, sometimes owners, sometimes some players have had them before. Now they're not cheap. I'm not suggesting that, but they, you know, you will see, um, for example, um, the San Francisco 49ers have won five Super Bowls, you know, and if you go to, uh, their facility, um, near San Jose, wherever they are now, cause they moved obviously from, well, their, their facility is Santa where Clara, it's all, right? Yeah. It's always been where it's been. I mean, they, yeah. they always train in Santa Clara, but if you go down there to their facility, uh, you'll find you'll see the Super Bowl trophies. Well, Eddie DeBarlo, who was who was the uh, owner at the time, his sister now uh, has it now, Denise. But he has five, you know, Super Bowl trophies. Like he has those trophies, so they've had more made. My point is, sometimes there are more than one Super Bowl trophy, one, mm-hmm. more than one Lombardi. Where well, and every team gets that. to keep it. It's not like it wrote to, it goes. That's from, right. It's yours. That's right. Yeah. And 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 if if there needs to be more made for that particular team, or if say the owner wants one, or I don't know the quarterback, maybe um, he can have one made, or the coach, whatever. Um, it's possible to do that, but only one Stanley Cup, and they damaged it, so that's unfortunate. John Cooper was in a Gronk shirt. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Showing a little unity among the teams. I do like um, how these teams all get behind each other. I think that's, oh, that's awesome cool. in a community. Yeah, it's and cool. Not that you know this is the only community that happens, but uh, it's been yeah. really cool, especially as all three teams are winning right now. Right. It's really fun to see the players get behind them. I think we talked about this. I know Tom and I have a little bit, but like, because um, I've always been curious. You know, they. I mean, look, in as much as uh, they're all in the community – it's entertainment dollar, right? Tampa Bay, not awash with money by any means necessarily, but you know they're all fighting sort of for the same space. Now they they have different seasons, but they overlap obviously. And so you go, well, you want your product to have the most eyeballs to you know, 
And there's different sizes, obviously, of arenas and how many times they play and that sort of thing. So obviously, there, you know, it's a whole set of circumstances there. But I, you know, people have asked, like, does it help, for example, the Rays or the Bucks if the Lightning win the Stanley Cup, or does it help the Lightning or the Rays if the Bucks win the Super Bowl? Because wouldn't that then, you know, compete harder? For the dollar, if, say, just one team was great and the other two are, eh, right? But the reality is is that, no, it helps all of them. The more success each team has, it creates an appetite for sports and for that fandom, right, that transfers from sport to sport. And, it, it you know, when you're successful, everybody wants to be part of it. And the more teams that are successful, everybody wants to join in. And so what the teams will tell you is, no, it's a good thing. It's it's great when the other teams win because it rolls into our season and that, that enthusiasm and that you know appetite, that thirst for success in sports and the sharing that you have as a community is, is all the same, even if the sports are different. So I thought that's interesting that, you know, they kind of compete, but then the rising tide, right, they, they kind of lift all boats. And I think – Oh, look, the Bucks. I mean, to win one, we know how hard it is to win one championship. Tom Brady did the impossible, I thought, last year. You know, coming in here, pandemic, 43. We've been through all this. And and he wins a home Super Bowl. But, you know, with the Lightning winning two in a row, it kind of it's kind of like, okay, you're up, you know. We'll get, let's see what you can do now. And I still think that the Stanley Cup's one of the hardest trophies to win in sports just because of the grind and the – attrition and the injuries we saw all the guys that were broken up at the end of that thing somebody had a cast on their arm today i think by the way i can't remember which player it was that was kind of a surprise oh, i didn't see that yeah i think it was one of the defensemen but um or a sling or something but uh yeah it's uh you know it's just just kind of interesting uh speaking of the rays they have a new all-star they do, and it's a guy we've talked about that didn't yeah. think we'd get the all-star nod because you don't see a lot of – I don't know if you call him a middle reliever because he kind of does everything. Just uh, a bullpen guy, he's right? Open. He's not closing. Yeah, he's opens, he's closed, he's in the middle, he's high leverage, he's pitched every mm-hmm. inning Right. this year. Andrew Kittredge mm-hmm. as Garrett Cole, and there's another pitcher. There's two pitchers named to the all-star team today. Uh, Kittridge being one of them. Garrett Cole's not participating, and there's another one. He just started in Houston. Yep. That's why he's not yep. eligible. Right. Yeah. Yep. So so the Rays now with three All-Stars. And of course, their whole coaching staff and everything's there. So if you see the official AL All-Star picture, it's all the coaches in the front. So it's a lot of Rays uniforms. And mm-hmm. Wendell and Zanino there. Unfortunately, Kittridge not in the picture because he just got named this evening. But It's really cool for him. And I, and I think, you know, and obviously Kevin Cash uh, can – I guess you know when players have to opt out, he has the ability, uh, or, or at least the staff does, or however they choose the next guy um, to get a need player or need pitcher or whatever, which is great. And Kittridge deserves it. I would think the way baseball is going, though, um, you know, bullpens are being used in so you know such a variety of ways by not just the Rays but other teams as well. That it makes sense, right? That you've got a team that's that successful that uses openers or, or, you know, has a by the committee bullpen. Like for example, you know, the Rays, I think they've gone what 21, 22 innings in a row without allowing a run as a, as a staff in uh, the bullpen. I mean, not the starters. And so, you know, a guy like Kittredge is a major part of baseball, 
I mean, he's a major, you know, he's, you know, it used to be, it's like you got your starters and your closers, right? And that made up your all-star team, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you'd have a bunch of ninth inning guys that would, that would be in the bullpen for the all-star team and a bunch of starters. Well, you know, I, I think they should make room for guys like Kittrich because, you know, they're getting big outs during games too. And when, when you pitch as well as he has, he certainly deserves it. Um, came off an injury when he was injured last year. I mean, he's got, it's quite a comeback for him, you know, this season. And where would they be without him when you lose, you know, guys like Anderson? I mean, they've, they've had so many injuries to their pitching staff and their bullpen, guys on and off the IL. I mean, Kittridge has been lights out, so good for him. And, and good for, you know, good for Kevin Cash and his staff to be the manager of this team. I, I think that's cool, too, for Rays fans who aren't going to be represented by now just three All-Stars, which isn't bad, by the way, but, you know, Joey Wendell, Kittridge, um, and then Mike Zanino, how great is it to see Cash up there? He was up there on the podium um, because this is, for all intents and purposes, this is the Shohei Otani uh, All-Star game. I mean, you should just call it that, and rightfully so. I mean, he's the biggest he's the biggest damn deal in baseball right now. Unfortunately, he plays for the Angels, which you know most of their games start at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, and so a lot of people don't get to see him every night. The tear he's been on, leading the major league in home runs, one of the top pitchers in baseball. So Cash, and, and I thought this was a, just a, a great idea. It's like, you know what? This guy's had an unprecedented season. He's an un, you know, Ruthian-type talent, and we're going to celebrate that. And the way we're going to do it is he's going to start for the American League on the mound. And then, oh, yeah, he's also batting leadoff. How cool is that? I just I love that. I love that for Cash. Well, and it's to make sure he gets to bat and pitch too. I mean, you know, right. part of it is to show off both sides because he's phenomenal at both. Right. He's got. And, and, he's only got to pitch an inning, so he'd yeah. come out of the game after that, but he'll be able to hit. Yeah. No, it's great. Unfortunately, you know, number one BS tonight that Otani didn't win the home run derby. But <laughs> I know. Oh, it wasn't for a lack of trying, though. This poor guy. Oh, he was spent, man. What's he, what he going to have oh, tomorrow for us or tonight in, in the? All-Star I don't game? know. It's like you're, you know, you you just you just wasted your starting pitcher. He went extra innings, as they say, a couple of extra rounds. Um, they didn't decide it. It was him and uh, Juan Soto, I guess, with Washington were swinging it off. And they tied, and Otani got off to a horrific start. Like a minute and a half in, he's got like three or four or five home runs, something like that. And he needed like 22 or so, I think, to uh, to, to at least tie 23 to advance. And he tied him with a late round. I mean, he really um, came on there late. And then they go to uh, extra swings, and I think they tied that. Uh, and then you get you get three three swings. And Soto went yard all three swings. And Otani, you know, first swing, he uh, lined one. So um, I think he was relieved. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I'd be like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to do this again because I'd have to hit three out of three pitches here, and then we'd go a fourth round. Like, forget it. So, um, yeah, but he was, he was gassed, man. Um, it was fun watching them, though. And they hit some. I mean, Colorado, right, with the elevation, uh, the ballpark, all of that. I mean, there was some titanic blasts, well over 500 feet mm-hmm. in just about every round. How about your boy Pete Alonzo from Plant High School? So as we take this, champion? we're waiting for the finals. He's now made the finals. But that first round. 35. 35. Are you kidding me? He was crushing them. It was almost every swing. I mean, Salvador Perez had like 17 through the three minutes with a minute to go, and, and he needs 18 more to catch him in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and 17 was what, pretty much what everybody good. was. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was about 15, 16 as you got through the first And then you got the extra minute, and, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And he it, was at and 17 this, had no shot. This guy bashes 35. What a prodigious home run hitter. So he could win his second one as we're doing this, as we're doing the podcast. They're still in the middle of it. Yeah, and Trey uh, Mancini's story is awesome. Oh, he's and, yeah, you know, over stage three cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Then to be in the home run derby is just awesome. Yeah, no, and he's and he's he's smashing some balls too. He's having a good day uh, doing it. And he's got the swing. And you told me that he he called his high school coach. Is that what it was? I think it's his college coach. Is college the story coach, I heard? Okay. Yeah, from uh, I think he went to Notre Dame. Oh, okay, I got um, you. And, and so, and they were telling the story on ESPN when he called them. Um, the coach was like, you know, sees his number come up, and you're thinking, oh no, it's something with your cancer's back or. Something right. like that, and he calls him and says, "Hey, will you pitch to me in the home run derby?" He's <laughs> like, "Oh, this yeah. is a good call." <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so. whew, anything after that is great. Yeah, this guy's name is uh, Ristano. Yep. And boy, you talk about the perfect. I, I know why he called him. He's the perfect BP pitcher. Mm-hmm. He puts that thing right in the same spot every time. It's yep. hard to repeat. I was a prolific. I want to let you know of all the great <laughs> non things I did in college baseball. I had guys begging me to throw BP because I could throw a great BP. You just put the L screen about 45 feet away from the home plate, mm-hmm. and I'd sit there all day and pump strikes. And it's a talent, uh, probably my best talent in college baseball. But um, I didn't pitch, but I was a good BP, <laughs> good BP pitcher to the point where I had guys that say, I, no, Strauss, I'm, he's throwing to me. Um, they would fight over me. But uh, but it's a ta- like you, you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to lay it in, especially when guys are trying to hit home runs because – you got to elevate the ball a little bit because you want the swing to automatically get the ball up in the air, um, and so you know you waste time if uh, if you're throwing it down or you're throwing it, you know, in places where they can't get lift. And uh, you know, so uh, this guy was this guy was prolific at it. He was really good. So yeah, it's you know, hey, I like All Star Weekend. Um, I'll watch the game. At least it's a baseball game. It, you know, the rules are pretty much the same. It is it's the one like, all-star game I like the best. Yeah, because I mean, I, it resembles I, the sport. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I like for the award shows we talked about, I like the Grammys because the artists actually perform. They play they play music, and in this one it's going to be a pitcher on the mound throwing 100 miles an hour against a hitter that's got a swing and can make contact. And um, so, yeah, it looks like baseball. But, um, you know, it used to be, you know, when they were having these games and, and – uh, some of them were going into extra innings or late and not, not much results and things like that. There, there wasn't anything. And then I guess for a while there, it determined home field advantage. Oh, yeah, that was after the tie in what Milwaukee, Bud Seelich's yeah. hometown in 03 or something like that. He was embarrassed by it. And I, I never liked that idea that you would, you know, you, you'd use the all-star game to determine which, which you know, league gets home field. I, well, I just, but before that, it was basically alternating. The American League one year, the National League the next. So right. I don't know if I liked the All-Star game deciding it, but it wasn't like they were deciding it based on anything on the, on the field. field. Right. You know, prior to that. And so now now is it just who has the best record? So back in 2000, I think it was 17, they changed it to where now it's the team with the best regular season winning percentage is the home team in the World Series. So they did it from, what, 03 to through, I think, 16, if I recall. And I, I read that somewhere recently, but... So, like, for 13, 14 years, they did it um, based on the, the All-Star game. Now it's back to – well, not back to. It's the team with the best winning percentage, which I think is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I would agree. 
I would appreciate the days off. You know, it's got to be exciting to be an all-star. I mean, there's nothing like that, right, that honor and, and to hang out with uh, uh, the best players in the game. I mean, it's that would never get old to me. By the same token, what is – you do a lot of baseball. What What is three or four days off like at this point of the year for these guys? Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I did the Braves and I traveled with the team, so I was there from spring training through. I mean, it's the only break you get for seven and a half months. That's more than a day. I mean, you know, you're basically from mid-February till the end of September. And if you go in the the, the postseason, you maybe go to late October. Yeah. I mean, baseball is a grind. It's a grind. I mean, the travel's not as bad at times as, say, like the NHL or – or NBA yeah. because you're not going every night. You're not like in you're a hotel the same one city night. city for three yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally days, you yeah. get that two game series where you have a night game and a day game and you're in and out quick, but that doesn't happen often. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can unpack your suitcase a little bit. You're going to be at the hotel room for generally three nights, maybe four. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's the travel's not as bad, although it's a lot of late nights. Um, it, well, know, that, like, that, like that's hockey, baseball anyway. Well, like right? hockey, I, mean, I know now a lot of teams, and I'm not sure the NBA, but a lot of them now, if you have an off day the next day, if you don't have a back-to-back, you'll wait till the next day to travel during the day. Mm-hmm. So you get your, you know, so you'll play a game, say, in Chicago, and you'll go back to the hotel, stay there that night, and then the next day, at 10 o'clock or maybe after practice, whatever, then you're going to fly to Minnesota or Detroit or so wherever you're going next. Better. Where you're yeah. keeping a normal sleep pattern. Now, if you have a game the next night, you've got to go that night because the the leagues want you there as quick want as possible you in the city. To, to make yeah. sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, sleep has been determined as such a big factor in athletics now, in regular sleep schedules and this. So, you know, teams are trying to to do that more often, where they'll travel during the day instead of at you know the night after the game if they can. Rid of those getting to the hotel at four in the morning. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I mean, um, you'd rather spend the night and travel the next day just to get stay on your own sleep schedule. It's 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 getting in so late at night and it just throws everything off. So uh, I much prefer that. When I when the the brief time that I covered, you know, like with football, I mean, we're we probably spend the least amount of time on the road, which is a good thing. You know, you can be around your family and all of that. Um, the bad thing is, is that you never you rarely unpack your suitcase. It's like. You know, we might, in some instances, we'll get to a city. If it's a night game in particular, and the Bucks had a bunch of them last year, I might get on a plane at 6 a.m. in Tampa, which means I'm up at 4, and fly to, and I'm not complaining, ladies and gentlemen. I have a dream job. I get it. You know, boo-hoo is me. But um, doesn't we'll mean there's not, a, there's not rough parts or hard parts. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. the difference between right. covering the two. So, so you, you and, and I'm not raising my hand to do 162 games or, you know, 80-something on the road. Uh, either, but uh, the uh, uh, the difference is is that uh, you, you'll get to the city where they're playing that night, and sometimes you know you can't check in the hotel at three or four o'clock. Well, you're there about an hour or two, and then you're at the stadium, work till after midnight. And if you're me, um, you've got to be back in Tampa for a three p.m. press conference, or so you're taking the first flight out at maybe six a.m. So you might get two hours sleep. So yeah, I'd I'd much rather like have a whole night of sleep and travel the next day. Yeah. Um, well, but you know, those it, are the players. I mean, Mark Topkin's travel schedule with baseball. Oh, I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about me. Yeah, uh, no, I'm yeah. so. Well, I'm saying Mark Topkin with baseball is a Much lot harder. of a lot of games at you know, yeah, you know, Thursday night at seven o'clock. You're out of the stadium at midnight. 
and oh, you're yeah. on a flight the next morning because you got to get to the next town. Because you got to get to the next town. And on the, those getaway days, it's tough. Now, a lot of the getaway days are afternoon games. Some of them are. More of them. them now than there used to be because the players yeah. have kind of pushed for that. But uh, that's tough, too, because the night before you're working until 2 a.m., and then you'd be surprised how fast 10.30 comes when you got to be at the ballpark again. Mm-hmm. You know. However, if you're in a city for three – if it's a three- or four-game series, you do have – you know, the sort of luxury of being in the same hotel for three or four nights, which is nice. Um, yes. But then you, you might be gone. We might be away from home for 10 days, you know, and if it's a West Coast trip, you know, the, the flight time and all that. So, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a grind to everything. But um, the least amount of travel, particularly for the for the football players, is they just have to be in the city 24 hours before kickoff. Yep. That's their rule. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really 10 road trips a year. That's it. And maybe, you know, well, I guess you still have – there's three preseason games, so you're still going to have – Yeah, but there's, now there's row, one or but, one or two. We have yeah. one in Houston. That's it. Um, yeah, well, that's because you, you're going on the road. You have two home games because you've got the ninth road game this year in the regular season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 17 games, and the ninth one's on the road. And um, So, yeah, but it's, you know, it, it, it's still a grind. For all these guys, it's a grind. So mm-hmm. the couple days off – just to just to catch your breath and not think about baseball or like I said the only one that probably didn't want it to stop was Brendan Lau because he was so red hot um but aside from that everybody else it's I mean a day has to feel like a week you know when you're when you're in that bubble and you're just kind of grinding like that so I know I got a request from uh Tommy who listens to the podcast all the time and I I, I have sorry I haven't responded yet um requesting us to get Dave Wills during the All-Star break and hmm. those guys like to just yeah. Step away for a few days. <laughs> yeah, uh, you think? And we'll get Dave on soon. We'll get Dave. That won't be a problem to get him on. But during the All-Star yeah. break, they like to really just kind of step away and recharge. And Yeah, you know, I think Andy was going to see his parents, if I'm not mistaken, because I yeah, heard I think, talking about I, it. I think so that in that regard. But, um, mm. but yeah, I, I've, in the past, have tried to get uh, Andy and Dave to do some stuff during the All-Star break, and they haven't been – They've been nice about it, but they're not big fans. So I try to that's leave them alone. That's all they got. I try to leave I mean, them alone during those, those yeah, breaks. Yeah, that's their time. Yeah. And – and you can certainly appreciate that. I'm coming off a vacation, and you're about to go on one here not too long. And believe me, you know you, you need you need to recharge. You need to be away, away. You can't, you know, can't be doing extra stuff. Uh, or before you know it, it'll feel like you never really did it. You never really took that break. You know, when Speaking I was when of, I was young, I was like, yeah, I don't need vacation. And and even when I really as a young boss, I mean, not say I never took one, but it was like you know. Well, you were probably the last to take one because you had to be responsible uh, for everything. Yeah, right? probably that. I mean, you know, but it was like, you know, you'd almost get annoyed sometimes when people take vacation because it means more work for others or this and the other. But the, as you, I get older in this, it's like, you know what? People need to recharge. It's important. They do. It's oh, they do. Um, you know, I, when I, you know, managing people, it's like I encourage them to take vacation and push them to Absolutely. and make sure they they take it. And, Absolutely. and, and I, I'm one that you know, you're on vacation. I'm not reaching out to you. Unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. You know, Tom Brady retires and you're on vacation. You're getting called. Other than that, you know, (laughs) well, we can deal with it. James Winston gets suspended three games. I'm in Hawaii. I was doing that one. (laughs) You were on the (laughs) plane. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I knew it. The funny thing about that story is. We talked about that for months ahead of time. I predicted the very (laughs) instant because there was only going to be, first of all, one day that I was going to be away from the continent of the United States when I was leaving. And I said, and not only is it going to happen on that day, I said, it's going to happen when I'm over the Pacific Ocean. And we literally were taxiing down the runway in San Francisco airport. 
about to lose all contact with any satellite or any kind of internet connection. I had, you know, fortunately I had enough insight and, and information to, I had already written most of the story. I just needed to know how many games. <laughs> and so I'm confirming everything with, with, uh, with different people. And, um, uh, sir, you need uh, to but, turn your cell phone off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, you got to close that laptop. I had him come by and tell me that. And, and I was like, son of a, and, and it was so funny cause I was in the jetway when, when my phone beeped and I go, you won't believe this. She go. And my wife was like, really? And I go, I predicted it. We predicted it months in advance that this was going to be the moment that it happened. I'm just surprised it didn't happen when we were over the Pacific, but got the story in and I think I did a couple shows from Hawaii. Um, yeah, you did a pocket. The, you weren't supposed to do the podcast that night. And I did, did a podcast and I did Dan Patrick, yeah, as I recall. I think you did. Yeah. Hey, Danny. I did a couple of them. Yeah, Danny, Daniel, Danny, boy. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a U-turn here back to the lightning. I just want to make sure people um, get this information again. If, you, if you've seen the lightning, you've obviously enjoyed them. You went to the parade. Even if you did and you watched them on TV, you're a big fan. Please uh, grab this book. Um, it is amazing uh, that the Tampa Bay Times has produced uh, Celebrated Lightning's Back-to-Back Cup. It's a hardcover collector's book. Uh, it's full of the best stories and photos from all my colleagues at the Tampa Bay Times. 160 pages. Perfect way to commemorate an unbelievable season. And um, just go to, uh, here's the address, bolts.champsbook, that's plural, .com to order. Uh, it's usually thirty nine ninety five, but if you uh, order it now, you'll save $10 and get it for twenty nine ninety five. And that uh, offer expires August 5th. So go to bolts.champsbook.com. And believe me, you will not be disappointed with all the great photos and stories of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have last year's book. I have last year's Bucks book too. They're both me phenomenal. Too. It's right I in front of me. my uh, book for this year. So, yeah, the cover photo is amazing. Dirk Shad does such a great job, and there's so many good stories in there. And um, Tracy Johnson edits those things. We've done three of the. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? We've done three of these now in, in the less last, than a year. Less than a year. Three of these uh, table coffee table type books commemorating books and uh not for nothing but they're they're really nice keepsakes because again folks we're in champa bay who knows how long the pixie dust is going to last but right now um enjoy it commemorate it have it to look back on and you will not regret that at all it's uh it's really a worthwhile endeavor check out uh the tampa bay times uh, tampabay.com actually sometime tomorrow i'm working on a story on monty kiffin he is going to have his press conference um at the Bucks facility on Wednesday. Monty, of course, was elected to the Bucks Ring of Honor a year ago on his 80th birthday. They surprised him, but because of COVID, um, they decided to uh, sort of delay his induction until this season. It's going to happen, I think it's September 19th. It's the second game, first home game against the Atlanta Falcons at halftime. And Monty, who was 81 years young, um, the guy just never stops. He is going to uh, to talk to us 
um, at the Bucks facility on Wednesday. I, however, um, have uh, put together a story, talked to, got a lot of money stories from his players and coaches. First assistant coach to go into the Ring of Honor, 14th member of that exclusive club. And when you think about assistant coaches, it's really hard for them uh, to get that sort of uh, award, that sort of honor, because you know, you, it mostly goes to players, and then you might have a head coach, and obviously John Gruden and Tony Dungy are in the Ring of Honor. But Monty's so deserving, and, and um, you know, for 14 years uh, he was the Bucks' defensive coordinator. In 11 of those seasons, they had a top 10 defense, and I want to say in about eight of them. They were top five. I mean, that's a remarkable record of, um, you know, consistency and and, uh, excellence. I mean, one of the best defenses there ever was. And he said, well, he had all these Hall of Fame players, right? I mean, potentially four of them. We know the three with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and John Lynch is going in this year. You may see Rondé Barber um, before long, you know, become, you know, the next next Hall of Famer off that defense. But Monty – was uniquely qualified with his with his personality, his character, to challenge these guys, put them in the right positions, and it really he really called out every single guy on that defense. He held them accountable, and that's not an easy thing to do when you're talking about those type of personalities and talents. And he's just a real character of the game. So check out that story on TampaBay.com. Uh, Pete Alonzo, by the way, has mm-hmm. won for breaking the second news, year in breaking a row. Breaking news! Breaking news! Dun 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 dun! He's won the home run derby. For the second year in a row, he's defended his title, the Plant High School product. Took it very seriously and mashed 34 in the first round and beat Trey Mancini, I no, think, 35, don't shortchange him, 35. 35, my round. bad, yeah. And so now he uh, takes home the, the double bats and the big chain and whatever. But um, this guy, holy cow, he's a big, strong kid, man. Oh, he is he ever. He's a big, strong kid that could just wail on it. Fun to watch him hit. So congratulations to him, Tampa's own. Got to be proud of that. Absolutely. All we do is win here, Champa Bay. Too. Champa Bay wins another title, ladies and gentlemen. Pete Alonzo bringing the trophy home to Champa Bay. Can we there get another go. boat parade for that? <laughs> well, I th- I think we could dent this trophy pretty easily. Um, it's just two little bats. I mean, that would not last if they can damage the Stanley Cup and toss the Lombardi. Imagine what they could do with this thing. But uh, But, yeah, so pretty cool for Pete Alonzo. Um, tomorrow on the big program, we're going to have Tom Jones. My no, no, radio. no, no, no. Tomorrow we're oh, going to do a mailbag. Oh, tomorrow's so get mailbag. your mailbag. I got a yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. It. There's no games going on. So let's get your questions. What do you want to okay. know? Bolts, yeah. bucks, rays. Well, we got all the College answers, football's right? football's coming. Training camp's <clears throat> close. I mean, you know. It's close. Brother, it's right here. I, I'm having, this is the time of year where I, I'm, I'm grateful I had a long vacation. I, I take a lot of vacation because I get a lot of vacation, as Jim Rohn would say. But, um, and I, and I do feel refreshed. However, I cannot believe we're, we're going to be like a week away on this weekend, uh, from the start of training camp. And, um, and then as you know, it's, you know, is this your last week? Yeah. This weekend will be your last weekend off last weekend off until the bye week, I guess for me. Yeah. Until the bye week. And that's sometime after Halloween, I think. And then even Labor Day weekend, they don't play, but. The cuts are all made then and signed. Yeah, we and- yeah, it's a whole weekend you're working, and they they don't have a, a fourth preseason game, but um, that week is you know is going to be one where they're just ramping up to the first game and having cuts yep. and things like that. So there won't really be any more weekends off for me. Uh, football is here, and I, you know I'm ready for it, but it's it's a grind as you all know, and it's come. It just seems like you know when you, when you win a Super Bowl, this is what I've learned. 
um, it's a short off season, or so it seems. And you know, I'm I'm ready. I hope the players are ready. But man, we're going to be out there, and hopefully this year, um, a lot of us are vaccinated. I hope we don't have to rely on Zoom calls. I know uh, in you know, maybe training camp, there'll be some rules. I don't, I don't think they're going to open the locker room, which is okay. I hope we get to an open locker room by the regular season. I do think we'll have some press conferences, a uh, chance to stand in front of some players and talk to them. Jillian Breezeball uh, has a press conference today, this morning, does in, in person. So That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it, things are things are starting to, to come around. Obviously, there'll be full stadiums, and you know that's very exciting and all of that. There'll be some fans at uh, training camp as well. I think about 2,000 uh, a practice, about 16 practices over there. And they start early in the morning. It'll be nice and cool for you. It'll be done by noon, which is fantastic. Wish they'd keep that schedule all year. But, um, yeah, so that's that's around the corner. So then we'll have Tom Jones the rest of the Yeah, he'll be uh, on Thursday's uh, show and maybe, maybe Thursday. Friday's too. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we have to talk about. But, uh, yeah, so – Get your questions in. You can do that by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can send them to me at uh, NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Anything you have, all questions answered 100% correctly or your money back. By the way, right. what's happened to USA basketball? Did they lose again? They lost to Nigeria, right? Yeah, it's a, uh, their second consecutive exhibition game. They lost to Australia tonight, 91-83. I mean, at least Australia has had some players in the past, but really? I mean, I, re- I appreciate that LeBron's not playing, but there are, I mean, they're NBA players. We, we invented the sport here, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Should we? Should we be rolling over these teams? These are not, this is not, for example, uh, Spain or uh, where else do you get good basketball players from? Um, well, you got some know. from France, you get some France, from France, Yugoslavia, yeah. I don't know, Czechoslovakia, yeah. whatever. Um, but Greek, yeah, Greece with the Greece, Greek Greek. Yeah, Greek Greece has great basketball. They have professional basketball. Yeah, Australians expected to contend for the gold in Japan. So it's yeah, it's, they're yeah, not they're a bad not, team. They're not a pushover, too, but. but still, come on, boys, what's going on here? The, who's the, coaching? The, I didn't even. I don't even know who's I think coaching. It's Popovich, the team. isn't it? Is it Pop? I think it Interesting. is. Interesting. I didn't know that. He usually is. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. But, yeah, they need to get going here. It's kind of weird that they're uh, they're tanking a little bit. I mean, I'm Damian Lillard's the, on the team, Kevin Durant. Oh, they have, look, they, they may not have gotten LeBron and some of those guys, but they got plenty of stars. I mean, there's no shortage. They're all NBA players. I mean, come on. They're the best in the world. But they're off to a kind of a shaky start. I'm getting in the NBA playoffs a little bit. The Greek Freak won the other night. Milwaukee, uh, they have tonight game four. Mm-hmm. Chance to tie that series, which would be great. I think it'd be great for Milwaukee to win. I don't have anything against the Phoenix Suns. I love their coach, but I think it'd be great for Milwaukee to win this thing. I don't know why. A lot of basketball fans up there I was unaware of, but it's been 50, like 50 years since the great... 74 was the last time they had won a final team, 73 or 74 or something. Lou Alcindor. Oscar Robertson, I think, was on that team. The big O and the guy that then became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was their center and then went to the Lakers, of course. So, yeah, that's the last time they won an NBA championship. So that would be fun. Anyway, uh, hope you guys uh, stayed safe. I hope you, uh, you know, didn't get too wet at the Stanley Cup boat parade. And if you're the one that damaged the cup, well, you should feel pretty bad because now it's going to go back for repairs. But it'll be back on the weekend, and the Lightning will be parading it around town before long. And Stanley's going to stay in Tampa Bay. It's flat Stanley right now. It'll be fixed. Don't worry about it. 
But enjoy your day. Uh, for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 